I'm a divorced single dad, father of five kids. It can be tough raising kids today. Believe me, there are high times and low times. It comes with the territory. But in all my years of parenting, I try to give some good advice. Advice for those parents who are out there willing to listen. My name is Price Van Ray, and welcome to my show. Today we're going to be talking about my camp experience. But first, I want to congratulate all the new parents out there. Boy, are you in for the time of your life. This is an exciting time and a great adventure, so cherish every moment. Now, on with the show. We're going to be talking about my camp experience. And, you know, summer camp, my experience as a child. Now, I'm going to tell you, in my house, when I was growing up, camp was big in my home. The experience my parents wanted me to have was incredible. I believe my older sister went. She was a counselor. And later on, I, I became a counselor in training. I'm not sure if my younger sister went, but I tell you right now, it was really great. Now, the age was about 9 or 10. You know, my parents surprised me with this gift. They said, Price, you're going to go to summer camp. You're going to go away. And this was Bemet Camp in Charleston, Mass. It, it was a ways away. Probably took a few hours or so. I mean, according to me as a kid, you don't really have any real concept of time. But I'll tell you, when I went to summer camp, it was two weeks of joyous fun and sun and a good time. I mean, it was really great. Now, I tell you, when you go to camp, you have to prepare. And you prepare by packing all the good stuff and treats. Treats you need for everyday adventures. And you would store these treats in a footlocker. Here's the thing. I don't think nowadays a lot of kids use footlockers. Now, I'm not even sure where footlockers came from. It may have come from, I don't know, the military when they had footlockers. This footlocker was pretty great. You could fit so much stuff in it. It was a large, sturdy box. I think my dad did have it from the military. But it fits so much stuff. I mean, nowadays, we use different things like we use luggage and carry-ons and stuff. But I'm not really sure what kids take to camp nowadays because, I mean, we're talking, what, 40 years ago? (laughs) That was such a long time. But we'd stuff that footlocker like a sardine. And when you got it so full, you would have to sit on it in order to close it. I mean, it was so much fun. Now, the stuff, of course, you would take is like, you know, toiletries, the toothbrush, you know, soap. You definitely need bug spray because I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of bugs when you go to camp, especially at night when you're out playing games. But, you know, this is what we did to prepare for our two weeks trip there. And, you know, I always wondered, you know, did my did my parents sit up at night and say, boy, we're really going to miss Price. <laughs> I don't know if they said that or if they said we're going to get a nice little break. <laughs> but like I said, you know, the ride there was long for a child my age. I mean, maybe a few hours, maybe less. I mean, you never know. But, you know, we went on the highway. We went through mountains. And I remember seeing water coming from a lot of the rocks from the mountains on our journey there. We would see deer, always see deer. We'd always see turkeys and a few ducks. But the biggest, most amazing thing was the cornfields. I mean, these cornfields were amazing. You'd see cornfields for miles. It was a lot of farmland. And of course, of course, as a kid, I would always say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I'm pretty sure I probably said, can we have a bathroom break? (laughs) Of course, you know. 
But I remember when we got to the entrance, the entrance of the camp, there was such a huge sign. It said, Welcome to Bemet Camp. And this was always an awesome view to see, especially when you're a little kid and you're like, this is going to be my next adventure for the next two weeks. I mean, when we drove up, there was a gravel road and, you know, we were greeted by the counselors and it was real special to see the lake at the bottom of the hill and a few log cabins, well, few log buildings at first. They had a snack area when we got there and all the parents would meet up. And they'd say their goodbyes as we signed in. But then, you know, they'd always take us to our cabins, to the designated assigned areas, which, I mean, were either tents or cabins, depending on where you were going to be for the next two weeks. It was great. I thank my parents so much for this great, great experience. And the thing is, you would meet new friends for two weeks. For two weeks, you would, you would have these strangers who, in a sense, became your family. By the end of two weeks, it was very sad to see him go. But, you know, when we got there, we would unpack our trunks and we'd pick our beds, bunk beds, of course. And when we were all settled in, then, of course, we say goodbye to our parents. And there were some teary eyes, of course, because everybody, you know, when you're a little kid, it's the first time away from home. But your parents explain to you, you know, this is going to be a great experience for you. You will have a great time, so enjoy it. We want you to enjoy it. When our parents did leave, that's when the fun sort of began. I mean, the camp counselors would have the snacks, and we'd go eat food and play games, go swimming. They would do something because they knew that a lot of the kids would be just a little bit homesick. And how do you cure the homesick for a little kid? You try to have some fun. So what would happen is the counselors would have fun, And then they'd explain all the rules we had to abide by. You know, rules in and out of the cabin unit. And all the activities they were going to have. And I remember that night, oh my goodness, the moon shone so bright. It was so big, you could see so many stars. Let's face it, I was from Springfield, Massachusetts. And in Springfield, you really couldn't see a lot of stars just because of the light pollution. But I tell you, when I was home, I would sit on the porch and stare at the stars but out there when you're at camp in the open sky late at night you could see shooting stars you could see the milky way it I mean it's always fascinating when you can see so many stars it just clusters up the whole sky i mean it is truly an amazing sight so at the end of the day on our first day we'd have our snacks and we nestled in for the next day And we were so excited. I mean, a lot of us, we just would not sleep that night because we were so excited about what we were going to do the next day, what was going to happen the next two weeks, and we had no idea what was in store for us. But we didn't know one thing. We were going to have a lot of fun with our new friends, and that's what it was all about. Going away to camp, making friends, making some fantastic memories. That truly is something every child should experience. Now, there was also something that Bemet Camp would do. Every day, every day, they would wake you up to a pots and pans song. Somebody would bang on these pots and pans, and you'd have to guess the song. And we would wake up and say, do you guys know what song that is? I mean, I remember some were Christmas songs, some were the wheels on the bus go round and round. It's just nursery rhyme. 
But if you won, I mean, that was a very big thing. Guess the winner? And you ate at the head table for that day. <laughs> that was an amazing treat. Everybody would say, who's at the head table today? So anyways, after we got up from our morning routine, we would meet up at this rock. It was like a huge rock. That was the epicenter of the camp where the camp leader named Bibbs would be there. And he'd say some words. And I remember there was a chill in the air, but it was very nice. And then we all did our schedule for the day that we signed up for because we had to have assigned tasks and assigned little things to do during the day. I remember they had canoeing, they had sailing and basketball swimming, but we always had a buddy system too, which was really good because you always know where your buddy is. If you don't know where your buddy is, then there's a problem, especially when you're swimming. That was a huge thing. <laughs> yes, it was. But they had a lot more stuff like softball, volleyball, soccer, and more. And at dusk, it was like field day. Does everybody know what field day is? It's where the whole camp meets there and they play games in the field. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is where the bug spray comes in. Because I'm I'm not going to lie to you, there were a lot of mosquitoes and we always got bit. But if you had that bug spray, it was amazing. Well, it wasn't like 100% proof, but it was still a great thing to have. Everybody, if you go away anywhere in the woods, you definitely need bug spray. And they have all different kinds. But when I was a kid, they, they, I think they only had one or two kinds. But now you, they, they have like a whole thing. Now, one of the many things they would do is something called the merit challenges. You know, that would be when the camp does little merit things. Like camp overnight in the woods. And you would get food in a cooler from the cafeteria. And you'd go on this adventure. <laughs> That's right. You would walk in, in the woods for a while, try to find a nice area to make a nice little fire. Back then we had canteens of water. No, I mean, no water bottles or anything like that. And we had our sleeping bags. And when it got late at night, we would sit around the campfire and we would tell stories. That's right, the most scariest stories, the better. I mean, there'd be ghost stories and and monsters. I mean, you know, every, every camp seems to have a story of a small island, like the one we had in the lake, you know, where the island was actually man-made, probably. Not sure, but we would go to the island in a canoe to get a better picture of the story. And Sometimes people would camp there, but someone always, you know, when you told the story, someone always seemed to die on the island, and they'd say the ghost haunts the camp. So stay inside at night. After bedtime, don't come out. <laughs> I mean, these stories would go on and on, and we would sit around and say, are these stories true? Are they false? I mean, you never know, but when you're a kid, your imagination goes wild. So, of course, you're going to think they're real. As we sit around the campfire roasting marshmallows on a stick and hot dogs on a stick and make burgers, and we'd watch the embers of wood in the fire glow, the crackling, it was amazing. But we would also look at the stars and we'd bond and go to sleep. I also remember when we woke up, the fire was all out. It was gone. You could smell it in the air. The burnt wood. But we'd have to start it up again because we would make eggs and bacon. And we'd sit around and so tired. Oh my goodness. So tired we'd still eat. Then we'd pack everything up, put the fire out and head back to civilization. That that was the camp. You know, there was also another adventure called In Search of the Wet. 
where we would follow a well-marked map in a swampy, swampy area. It's like a tiny little stream. And we'd be knee-deep in mud. We were told it was quicksand. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you'd believe it because you never saw quicksand. They'd also say, beware of the snipe. It was a giant bird that will eat you. (laughs) And as a kid, you believe it. Because we'd be aware of the bears and the tigers. I mean, we'd look out for leeches the size of cats. And beware of the mighty python that grabs little campers to its secret lair, never to be seen again. Oh, these things were just, just funny things when you're kids. And you go to camp. And the stories and the memories that you make. Sometimes we would walk along the railroad tracks. You'd walk down this long dirt road to a bridge, and you'd put a penny on the rail. And when the train comes by, it would flatten it out. Flatten it out. You'd, everybody would try to look for it because it would, you never knew where the penny was going to go after it was crushed by the train. But I remember at night, we would have some free time. A lot of it. And we'd visit other campers and other cabins and other tents, and we'd talk. We'd walk in the field and look at the stars. We'd play basketball under the lights. I mean, there was so much to do. And one thing you never want to forget is writing the letter to your parents. Because when you wrote a letter, you were hoping to get one back. And when you got one back and every day they said, hey, there's a letter for Price Ray, you would feel like a big shot. You'd feel like somebody important because you got a letter. And hopefully everybody else did too. My parents wrote the letter. It would really brighten up my day. They'd say how much they'd miss me. They'd tell me what I had missed in the last few days. And it was great. They'd always sign it with, have fun, I love you. And yes, sometimes you would get homesick. But, you know, some of the homesick kids, you know, you know how you feel, lonely. You'd feel really sick. Sometimes you get poison ivy or a really bad bug bite. And you feel a little homesick, but the best thing was you had friends who were there. Friends who would be with you. You're very lucky if you went to camp. Very fortunate, because not everybody does. I'm not sure if camps like this exist anymore. I really miss it. But I'll tell you one thing. This camp now exists in my dreams, because it's not there anymore. Well... I want to thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new podcast is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your family and friends. I hope that you're leaving with some great things to make you think. Remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. See you next time here on Forever Dead.